Welcome to that 80s show. Dari, we're starting off the show. If you're listening on the podcast, we kicked off with Dead or Alive, You Spin Me Around, Very Much Dead. Do you want to hear a misheard lyric related to that song, Dari? I always want to hear a misheard lyric, Paolo. Always. All I know is that to me, you look like you're lots of fun. Open up your loving ass. Watch out, here I come. <laughs> oh, my God. I regret saying yes. <laughs> Oh boy, it is open up your loving arms, but um, I'll change him. Maybe he's a proctologist. <laughs> who, who knows? You know, if, if you're old enough to enjoy the show, you should be getting your prostate checked and um, mm. tell your doctor to play that song and think of those words. What don't? How are you doing, Dory? Well, after that, I don't know. <laughs> You know, it's a very low bar set. A bit too much, a bit too much ass for the start of the show, actually. I know. Very. I, I like. I feel it's going to be one of those days. I feel <laughs> the show. We were so prepped this week. We had the show. I had the show ready on Monday already, Dory. Monday, ready to I go. Know. Ready I to know. go. So excited. So excited I was. Now listen, I had a start with that song to remind me of something that I've recently discovered. Right. So yes. I. I Everyone loves Paul Rudd, right? You you love who Paul doesn't Rudd. love Paul Rudd? Who who no, who no who like, on earth? You cannot unlove him, right? He is. I mean, a vampire doesn't. I age. have a deep, deep love for Paul Rudd. I know. I know. It's deep. It's very deep. It's as oh. undeep as one of his non-existent wrinkles, if that makes sense. You know mm. what I'm saying? What I'm trying to say is he doesn't have I wrinkles. Do. He doesn't have wrinkles. Doesn't age. Hilarious. Funny guy. The action hilarious. star. Right? So, yeah. one downside. He's friends with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I hate Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> okay. So, so annoying. I mean, I don't hate him. He can be annoying, but I don't hate him. I don't hate him. He is annoying. Don't hate him. Yeah. Uh, so, they do a thing. So, um, Paul Rudd's often on Jimmy Fallon's show. They do parody songs, right? But they also yeah. do reimaginings of 80 songs. Okay. So yes. the first. And for this reason, we should interview Paul Rudd. Uh, well, of course. Of course. You right. Know, just saying. So the first one I stumble on, okay, not 80s, they do the King of Wishful Thinking, right? Uh, yes. By oh, that Ghost. early nineties, early, early. Oh, I mean, it, it's it's March nineteen ninety, so it's obviously recorded oh, in eighty. It was oh. recorded in nineteen eighty nine. Of course, Absolutely. right? So it was imagined in nineteen eighty eight. So the first one, <laughs> it was, it was. They must have written something, right? So the first video they do is a remake of uh, uh, the King of Wishful Thinking by Go West, right? Right. And it's like a shot for shot. I watch that. Oh, you, I need to see that. It's great. Okay. It's a shot for shot recreation, but it's quite funny because Paul Rudd has wearing f like facial prosthetics to look like the lead singer. <laughs> and yes. they remake the video. They don't make fun of the video. They just remake it. So I find that. It's a couple of years old. Missed this. I find that. And then I find th they have done a remake of... You Spin Me Around by Dead or Alive. So, of course I'm going to watch that, right? Now, mm. you you watch it and you go, surely they are making fun of it. Surely they are over-exaggerating the things. Surely, like, they've... And, and I, d I did exactly that. I watched their version mm -hmm. and then went, nah, no ways, and went to, wa and went to watch the original 
and my jaw dropped. <laughs> it's like they <laughs> exactly have exactly that. They have not made fun of one thing. They have not overacted. Not they have not over-dramatized. In fact, they've scaled it down because there are yes. numerous members of Dead or Alive and there's only two of them. So, in fact, they scaled it down. Yes. But what they did, I noticed, because um, Jimmy Fallon's role is obviously the co- a composite of the rest of the band, but he's got a glorious wig Amazing. of flowing locks. Amazing. Which the rest of the band did not have flowing locks. No, they, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. And, and even <laughs> Paul Rudd. <laughs> What what yeah. is the lead singer of Dead or Alive? Uh, what is Pete Burns? Pete Burns, right? So yes. Paul Rudd's got a Pete Burns wig on, and you go, oh, okay, surely again. Obviously, just being silly. No. Yeah. Exactly. In same fact, hair. Pete Burns's hair was downplayed. Yeah. yeah, that's what Downplay. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. There, did you see the version where they've got the two videos side by side? No, yeah. I need to do that. Though. It's it's on that 80 Show SA Facebook page right now. I posted it last week, but it's back on right now. So you can go look at it, that 80 Show SA Facebook, and there is a side-by-side of the two videos, and you're going, they did not overact a thing. They did not labor on one thing. We should learn from them, but we will not. I wonder what made them do that specific song and video. Oh, specific. Out, out of all the songs and videos that exist in the world. Because it's hilarious. Because it's I mean, it is so hilarious. silly. But Dead or Alive, were, they were silly. They weren't like, they didn't really take themselves that seriously. No. One eye patch, you know? Yeah. Shame. Pete Burns, he came to a very bad end. Yes, very, very abruptly. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Pete. Ah, you should have gone with the first one. I'll back you on the first one. <laughs> so... We're going to jump straight into, we do this thing every week, movies or television or reminding you of something, right? You don't have to watch it. We'll post up trailers or post up our favorite bits, but we just go back to the 80s or talk about 80s inspired stuff happening today. Now, last week, oh boy. Yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I had a bad movie. You just had an exponentially better one. Did you watch it? No, no. Um, Hello. I know. You've had a week. I know. I know. Dory, for a change, I was busy. I'm never busy. I never have anything. I never. <laughs> oh, I was very important this week. I went to a. I went to a, a summit, with a. Ooh. Ooh, with a telecommunications company. A summit all day. Hmm. hmm. That's how busy I was. Did you learn anything? Um. I learned that when you stand on stage, the lights are very bright. I much prefer doing podcasts. Like, <laughs> I don't like being on stage. Right? Did you speak at the summit? I did. I presented something. A summit. Oh, my God. Yes, Dory. I did something. You underplayed you. it. You said you went to a summit. You should have said, I presented at a summit. A lot of people presented, but um, okay. Dory, it derailed me. I couldn't even watch. I, I could only watch five 80s movies <laughs> Which, oh. which all makes sense. And yet, <laughs> and yet Cocaine Bear was not one of them. I know, but you know what? We, we know what it's mm-hmm. like right now watching movies, right? Because I know. W- w- we'll talk about it. I, I, it, it, it all, it's all part of my setup, right? So let's get into, Dory recommended Cocaine Bear last week. You got to go watch it. I'm going to come punch you in the face, right? So that's what you're doing. Do it yes. to shame me. Move, film shame me, right? <laughs> I just, I don't want this to become another Princess Bride. That's all I'm saying. A what? 
I don't want this to become another Princess Bride. Oh, what's where that? What's you, that? You don't watch it on purpose because. What's a Princess Bride? Is that a Disney movie? Is that one of the? Is that the one where like a Disney princess comes to life and lives in New York? Because I watched that one. No, Paolo, we've had this discussion. I'm not even going there. So I'm sending you a picture. If you don't know, out of principle, um, Dory and numerous fans of the show have said, you got to watch The Princess Bride. It's outstanding. But I'm like, no, no, no. It's a lame movie. And they don't know. It's very, very funny. And it's kind of gone so long now out of principle. I just, I can't watch it. Mm. I can't watch it now. So Do that, you know that I contacted your cousin, Louis, Louis, Louis? Yeah. And said you need to make Paolo watch Princess Bride. And he went, yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. Oh, you see. But So why don't the two of you have a movie night and watch it with your kids? We are manly. Because it's kid-friendly. We are manly men. How dare we watch Princess Bride? <laughs> we are, we're not, one day, Paolo, one day. For one hour a week, I can be macho, patriarchy, alpha male, 80s guy. You know, the rest of the time we've got to be mm. sensitive new age guys. But like one day right. a week, I transport myself back to the 80s when men were dicks. Um, you may say nothing changed, but that's where, you know. Okay. I don't like your conspiracy, by the way, conspiring behind my back. What, going behind your back to your cousin? I don't appreciate this. I feel he's also my friend. So, okay. uh, well, it's fine because it didn't work, did it? No, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. I don't appreciate this. I feel, I feel very much like Thomas Anders and there's all these uh, machinations happening behind my back in modern talking. Mm. Dieter. Did I, did I deter you? You detered me. <laughs> God damn it. 15 minutes in and I've been detered. <laughs> so, Paolo, before we talk about my movie... I'm sending you a picture on WhatsApp. Oh. It is a shot, a, a shot from the movie. I could not find anything online. I could not find this particular image online. And do you know that you cannot screenshot Netflix on your on your laptop? I don't know if you've ever yeah. tried to do this. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yep. Yep. It does so I had to not take work. A photo. <laughs> I had to take a photo of my laptop screen of this shot that I wanted you to see. I think that if you have watched this movie, that's public you will service. Recognize though. it. I think we got to say I, I do recognize that, but I think as public service, we got to say yeah. Now you know that you cannot Netflix any streaming platform. You Doesn't cannot let you screenshot. You cannot screenshot it because <laughs> black ridiculous. I don't sometimes, know why. I mean, what what, what are we going to do with a screenshot of the movie? What what are we are we going to screenshot every single every, every single frame, frame and, and put, put it into our movie? movie. <laughs> 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 that's what we will do. <laughs> I mean, I suppose there are programs that could do it. <laughs> I suppose. But I mean, it seems like a really complicated way to pirate a movie. <laughs> Very laborious. Because <laughs> then I mean, you've got, really? you got to dub in the, the, the dialogue. Oh, it's a whole mess, the whole thing. Exactly. Someone and will do sync it. it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you've seen the picture that I've sent you, which for me is just the most gloriously 80s picture. You might recognize the. You might have seen the movie. It is currently on Netflix. This movie. So can I, I did not know. Can I describe please, it? Can I describe it? Please describe the picture, which we will also put up on our Facebook page. It is a bit dodgy because, as I said, I had to take a photo of my laptop screen. It's a so, bit of a dodgy quality picture. No, but, you know. it's quite fine. My assumption is this is not a movie from the eighties. It's a movie set in the eighties. 
Um, Correct. Because that is a movie new, from last year. Yes, that's a new actress. She's wearing a yellow jacket. Yes. It's not the movie Yellow Jackets, yes. the series, because that's also set no, in the eighties. No, right? it's not. Um, but yes. she is in a store about to make. She's deciding. What do I buy? Because she's presented with numerous, numerous, numerous mm. fluorescent sun visor peak caps, but not the but the ones with the plastic. Remember those? So it's the white band. I mean, plastic. I had pink. forgotten that these existed in the world until I watched this movie. Oh my god! This and pink, as soon as I blue, saw them, red. I went, "Oh my god!" I had loads of those. I loved those. All loved. I remember we used to buy them at Sun City. Specifically. Yes. I remember buying them at Sun City. Oh, my God. Do you know, Dory, I'm going to Sun City this weekend. And as I looked at this photo, <gasps> Do you think? I went. Do you think they would still have them? I was like, that, that, that is Sun City. That, you always used so to buy them City. with the Sun City. Red, yes. yellow, blue, and green. You know? Yes. Like a city golf. This is. <laughs> okay, so this is what she has to You're buy. You're mixing your 80s, 80s memories. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just this yeah. mess of 80s in my brain. <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> how do you even make? And then there's a guy behind her who's obviously somehow involved in this. He's trying on it's 80s. Her brother. That's her, her brother. brother. He's trying on the sunglasses. Sunglasses. Yes. Some nice sunglasses there. Not as great as the peak caps. I'm intrigued. Are you intrigued? I'm intrigued. You, I don't know if you've watched this movie, but it is easily accessible on Netflix currently. I started watching. So the other night I actually had some free time. And I was you. like, oh, you know, I don't really feel like watching the usual series. I feel like a movie, just like a once-off. Yeah. And I went to my Netflix list, and this had been on my list for a while. I had no idea that this movie was set in the 80s when I started, when I pressed play. As soon as I pressed play, I realized, oh, my God, this is definitely the 80s. And then I was like, oh, my God, I can talk about it on the show. Brilliant. So this is a movie called White Noise, which is on Netflix. Now, I remember White it came noise. out hmm, – a few months ago on Netflix. And I remember one of my friends raving about it. And then I kind of forgot about it, but I did put it on the list. And then I was like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. Oh, I started watching this. <laughs> did you? Adam Driver. Yes, Adam Driver, who does not look like himself no, at no, all. No, not at all. No, you not don't recognize him. He does not look like, like kid. Kylo Ren with his no, massive milkable nipples. No, he looks nothing like himself. My kid loves Adam Driver. Is watching this movie and... Only halfway goes, is that Adam Driver? <laughs> halfway through. He doesn't look like himself at all. I'm 20 minutes into um, this movie. Yeah. The thing that's supposed to, the, the thing that the whole movie set around hasn't happened yet. That's how far I've watched. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so I've like barely started. So, so look, this is a very arty, film festivaly deep, layered, metaphorical movie based on a book that was written in the 80s as well. Um, I, like I said, I had no idea what it was about. I didn't know anything about it beforehand. Apparently, wiki, the Wikipedia page calls the book unadaptable. So okay. it was one of those, and that is why it has taken this long for this movie to come out because there was initial interest to make this movie in 2004, then again in 2016, didn't happen. And then it has eventually happened now with director Noah Baumbach, who has done some things. Um, and I haven't read the book, obviously, but yeah, apparently the book, if, if you'd read that book, you would have been like, 
this is amazing, but you could never make it into a movie. And he was like, hold my beer. So there's, there's mixed responses to it from people who know the book saying, oh, it was a great adaptation. You did really well. Other people going, ah, you failed. It didn't really work. Now for me, so this movie is divided into three parts. It is one long story, but it is divided into three parts. The first and second part for me are amazing. The third part is over the top too much. It it lost me a little bit. It's still really worth watching, especially for the (laughs) 80s-ness. They have have fallen down on one side though. There's no no 80s soundtrack. There is a soundtrack Mm. done by Danny Elfman. Mm but there's no 80 songs. And I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. Just put some of the budget aside. When you're making a movie set in the 80s, just get two songs. Two songs will make all the difference. Because a lot of the stuff will be will be kind of cheap. And listen, Adam Driver, he's not free. Yeah. And Don Cheadle, Andre yeah. 3000 is, is in this. He's not cheap guy. I mean, Andre 3000 is in it for like five, two, three minutes. But they made such a big deal about, oh, oh Andre 3000's in this uh, movie. And okay. I, I literally didn't even notice him at first. I was like, where's he? <laughs> it's such a small. He has got such a small role. It's not even funny. There are no but small. Yeah, there are no going. small roles. Sorry. Right. No, only, okay. Okay. Right. Only small actors. So, in a nutshell, I'm not going to give the whole story away because it is worth watching. But it's and and this is the other thing is that it's that it's got. Do you remember? And you've seen it on. I mean, I think we would have seen it on the Wonder Years, all sorts of things that were set in American schools in like the 70s, 80s, around that era, where there was this fear. Because we were in the Cold War, Mm. there was imminent, you know, imminent attack. And there was this fear. There was the duck and cover videos. And what happens in this movie is something called an airborne toxic event, where Mm. a truck with toxic chemicals crashes into a train and creates this basically this huge dark cloud that is basically deadly. And it forces a whole bunch of people to evacuate their homes. And that is this, the, the family, the main family, Adam Driver is the father. There's tons of kids. So they're a blended yes, family. Yes. It's that is the the crux of the story is them having to kind of leave their home. But it's not really because the crux of the story is actually, and this is where it gets all deep and arty and film schooly and metaphorical. The crux of the story is how everybody deals with fear of death. Basically. Okay. Okay. That is the the underlying theme. Also, the whole idea of what is family, because they are a blended family. For for him and his wife, the characters in the movie, it is both their fourth marriages. Both oh, okay. Them. I didn't pick that up, right? Yes. Yes, which is crazy because she looks ridiculously young. Yes. And I mean, it's Greta Gerwig. She yeah. is young. Yeah. yeah. She is not an old person. But I suppose, think about it, in the 80s, people got married very young. Maybe one of her marriages lasted a week. You know, right. who knows? Doesn't right. matter. Um, the cast is amazing. Don Cheadle, I mean, the opening scene is Don Cheadle. They're, they're university lecturers, all of, um, him and Adam Driver and Andre 3000. They all lecture at a university. And and, and can and I can I say- Please explain wh- that opening scene. Well, I can't remember the opening scene, but I know what oh. Adam Driver lectures in, what he teaches. Don Cheadle's got oh, yes, outrageous yes, yes. hair. Don Cheadle's got this outrageous, yes, crazy lecturer <laughs> hair. Yeah. Adam Driver's character specializes and lectures- Hitler studies. Hitler studies. Hitler. He, Basically, he, just Hitler. He's a professor Hitler. of Hitler. <laughs> and, it, uh, and, and it opens with Don Cheadle lecturing his class about 
car crashes in movies. And it's all about, I mean, and it's literally just montages of car crashes and the meaning behind it. It's, it is actually such a satirical dig yes. at the uselessness of some parts of academia. It is very clever, actually, in that way, where it's like, how is studying Hitler going to help you in life? Like, but studying a full course on Hitler. Yeah. How is that going to help you in life? And, I mean, it's it's all, like I say, it's all woven in and there's all symbolism and stuff. And it all comes down to, it all comes down to death. But it's a light movie. It's not a heavy movie. Yeah, and there's some it, very very funny parts. Yeah, it's it's you pick that up very early on. It's very um, oh man, who did the Royal Tenenbaums? Oh, um, Wes Anderson. Yeah, it, it's got that feel to it. It's not quite there, but it it's does. got that surrealist yeah, yeah, yeah. type of feel. But I know and, what you mean and, exactly. And the they, bright colors. From what I've seen so characters. far, there's a supermarket that they yeah. keep getting drawn into are they oh, do they take well that's do they stay in the supermarket that's where the, no they don't they, there's a couple of visits to the supermarket and the supermarket is also it's almost a character in the movie and okay. that's where that that scene is with the girl with the, with the pea caps and um she's one of the daughters by the way yes and the end credits of this movie is like you actually if you don't even want, if you don't watch the movie that's fine just watch the end credits which i think is probably a standalone video on youtube but if you've got Netflix, just watch the end credits. It is a music video of them like dancing around the supermarket. It's insane. Now that's where but they should have put the 80s song. Beautiful. That's where they should have put the 80s song. And they didn't. They put a song by LCD Sound System. Don't get me wrong. I love LCD Sound System. And yes, LCD Sound System do sound 80s-ish. Yeah. But put a fucking 80s, a real 80s song there. Yeah. It was crazy that they didn't. Yeah. Well. So that was my. That's my only complaint, actually. Oh, really? Bring us some eighty songs. Also, the like I said, the last third, a bit too over the top, a bit too much. But I do still recommend it. It's fun. It's fun. It's interesting. It will make you think. It's cool, and I mean, just 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 for the cost. It's such a great cost. You'll get nostalgia for the peak caps, Dory. You are knocking oh. it out of the park. This is two weeks in a row that you have. I know. This is. <laughs> You've proud I'm yourself. making up for those few weeks where I really phoned it in. <laughs> oh well, you are. You've gone to that ticky box and you've pushed it over. It's like no, no phoning in. We are delivering, hand delivering. Mm. Uh, okay, I'm going to get back onto that because I'm 20 minutes in. Kind of like I'm into it, right? I'll take your Do recommendation. It. So, I uh, I don't have a movie. I have a character within a movie franchise that I want to appreciate, right? I want to okay. challenge a thought that you would have had about a well-known franchise based on this character. So I I still love going to the cinema. I still enjoy going to the movies. Because I get distracted watching movies at home, I will put on a movie within 10 minutes. At my most disciplined, I've already, I'm already on my phone. Within 20 minutes, I've paused the movie to go do something else. Within 40 minutes, I've stopped watching. And, I, and I, it takes me forever to watch a movie, right, at home. Where I go to okay. a cinema, I'm engaged. Like, I just then, I'm like, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here there's to watch no, a movie. There's no escape. Yeah. You can't leave. That's what I'm, I'm here mm. to do that, right? So I like to go and watch big blockbusters, big movie. I'll go watch it at the cinema because I, I want to be engaged, right? And I've got vitality. It doesn't cost me much. So it's fine, right? Mm. So I sneak in my own snacks. Um, oh, by the way, I just want to throw this yes. out there, right? 
Yes. I saw Stu Kennecore are running something where they're showing old movies, right? In the cinema. But okay. like with today's technology okay. stuff, okay. There are a couple of eighties movies that are on this that are on this list. Okay. I'm gonna send this little clip to Stu Kennecore say, let's do it together, guys. We'll we'll invite our listeners and we go watch this movie. A live eighty show are, viewing. Are they are they good movies? Uh, I can't remember, <laughs> and, but they're big 80s movies. I think Top Gun was there. Okay. Yeah. The Back to okay. the Future will be there. Okay. There'll be big 80s movies. I say, yes. Stu Kennecore, I'm sending this to you. This is what I'm going to do. Right. So love going to watch movies. Last week, I thought I'd go to watch a movie. Didn't. But I was looking what's there. So there's always, there's always a Marvel. There's Shazam. There's Creed. It's like, oh, Creed 3. Now, do you know the Creed movies, Dory? I don't. Okay, they're boxing movies. Stars, probably the coolest actor right now, Michael B. Jordan. Got a cool name, because like Michael Jordan with a B. He is mm. great actor, but he's physical, but he's deep. He, in, I think, Marvel Mr. Trick, and I hope they still do it, by actually multiversing him and bringing him back as the Black Panther it should happen. He's a Ooh. phenomenal actor. I love him. Okay. I, I love Michael B. Jordan. Phenomenal actor. So he has now got his own franchise called Creed. Now, this is the third movie of the franchise. Now, Creed, let's go back to the 70s, Dory. This is where we're going. Holy moly. This week, I'm not talking about a movie. I'm talking about the character Apollo Creed. Do you know I've who heard this the name? is? Right. So <laughs> Apollo Creed, played by Carl Weathers, is the protagonist and then antagonist. He's the villain, but then the ally. He's the enemy, but then the best friend of Rocky, right throughout the whole entire Rocky series. Except for two. I'll talk about that. So in Rocky One. You got Rocky, Sylvester Stallone. He's a bit of a schlub, bit of a brawler. Uh, no one takes him seriously. And Carl Weathers, who popped up in Mandalorian, he's, he's a recurring character Mandalorian, he plays mm -hmm. Apollo Creed, who's this kind of like amalgamation of Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Smoke and Joe Frazier, but this big, like, bragging, cocky, confident, but like American darling boxer. He's the champ. Everyone loves him, right? And... Never been defeated. He, I know who he is. You know now. who he I is, right? I him and I know, I know who he is. You know who he is, right? So yes. he now goes, so this is the story of Rocky. I want to fight. No one wants to fight me anymore. I keep knocking anyone out. I'm undefeated. Let's do a gimmick and just give an unknown a chance at the champ. And I'll knock him out in a couple of rounds. It'll be great. We'll turn into great theater, right? So he does this, sets right. it up, taunts Rocky the whole way, pushes his buttons, uh, and just makes him an idiot. And everyone's like behind uh, Apollo Creed. Now, why Apollo Creed, kind of like looking back into this, was such an interesting and inspiring character for America because at this time, a black character wasn't the dominant character. He wasn't the champ. Right. He was the underdog, right? He, a black character would have been Rocky. When this, he's America's darling to the point that he wears the stars and stripes shorts and everyone loves him. Right and and in a couple of things I was reading say like in cinema it was so important in the seventies especially and you probably even say today 
to see a black character being the main man, that being America's darling. So yeah. obviously in the first Rocky, they go 15 rounds. No one's ever taken Apollo Creed 15 rounds. Rocky takes him 15 rounds, still loses. And there was a big fight with the studio. Sylvester Stallone was adamant that Rocky doesn't win. The studio said, let him win. He said, that's not the point. It's not about winning. It's about going the distance. Anyway, so Sylvester Stallone wins in the end and uh, goes the distance with Apollo Creed. Rocky 2, Apollo Creed, is, Rocky 2 picks up like kind of just after the fight. I challenge you again, that was nonsense. People are saying Apollo Creed fixed the fight. Uh, he can knock Rocky out, he's, or he's finished. So now the whole of Rocky 2 is set up with this fight. And guess what, Rocky 2, sorry to ruin it for you. If you haven't watched Rocky by now, I'm sorry. Knocks out Apollo Creed, <laughs> Rocky's the champ, right? Right. Rocky 3... Now, because they've been kind of been enemies and Apollo Creed's kind of been the bad guy through this whole, he now comes out because Rocky's coach has died by this point. Apollo Creed says, I want to I train you, all right? Because now there's a new box on the scene, Clubber Lang, played by Mr. T, right? He yes. says, he takes Apollo Creed down. Apollo Creed says, listen, you got to avenge me. I'll train you to fight this guy. I know you don't want to box anymore. I lost your trainer. I'll train you. Now, Apollo Creed is the first Rocky set in the 80s or the first Rocky in the 80s, right? And how do you know okay. it's set in the 80s? Because it introduces, I'm going to put this up on that 80s show Facebook page, the most, the not only the best montage, because now the 80s were perfecting montages, but the most homoerotic montage of Rocky and Apollo Creed working out on the beach, training on the beach, You've seen the gift, Dory. It's the two of them in tiny little string vests, tight shorts, sprinting on the beach, close-ups of their glistening thighs, muscles rippling. They're racing against each other, stretching sinews, jumping to the ocean, frolic in their wet vests. Nipples are everywhere. Everyone's glistening. <laughs> you, you had me at tiny shorts. Oh, Peak Sylvester Stallone in tiny shorts. Peak Carl Weathers in tiny shorts. Right? Now they love each other. Now they're best friends. Guess what happens? As Rocky's about to fight Club Lang, Apollo Creed gives him his shorts. So you got to fight in my shorts. <gasps> my red, white, my <laughs> stars and stripes shorts. We frolicked in the Were ocean. They clean? That's the joke. He says you got to clean them. You can wear them, but you got to clean them. It's actually Apollo Creed gives Rocky the eye of the tiger speech. He says, you got the eye of the tiger. And guess what happens? Survivor, eye of the tiger plays, right? Now, they're friends, coaching, training. Apollo Creed and Rocky four. A lot of Rockies, Dory. <laughs> A lot of Rockies. So many Rockies, I know. Many. Yeah, well, franchise. That's what I'm saying. So Apollo Creed now, Rocky Four gets called out of retirement, but he's about 50 years old. He shouldn't be fighting because he wants to fight this new young kid, Ivan Drago, played by the nipples of Dolph Lundgren. My God. If you want to see Dolph Lundgren's <laughs> nipples as Ivan Drago, I mean, there are, there are sources. I mean, that's, that's just that's the only description. And this is where, sorry, spoiler alert again, Ivan Drago kills Apollo Creed in the ring, knocks him out dead, <gasps> kills him, kills him. <laughs> Yeah, and Rocky blames himself because Apollo Creed says, do not throw in the towel. I'm going the distance with this guy. I don't care what happens. Don't throw in the towel. And Rocky okay. wanted to, and Apollo Creed said, don't do it. 
he sort of dies. So now Rocky, what do you got to do? He's got to go to the USSR. You mentioned Cold War later or earlier. He's got to now fight Ivan Drago in a no-holds-barred, unsolicited fight in Russia. Oh, my God. Cold War. USA versus America, uh, Russia. In the shorts. Was that wearing Russian shorts? Red. Red shorts with the sickle. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, symbolism. Cool. Dripping. Sinew dripping. They're dripping. Just everyone is dripping nipples. There was symbolism dripping off <laughs> dripping nipples. nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Just Thanks, that's my band name now. <laughs> <laughs> symbolism. Rocky beats him. Of course he does. America beats Russia. What are you going to do? This peak of the Cold War. But now Apollo Creed's dead. Now he's out. Then they do Rocky Five. There's another Rocky. Then the Rockies are shit. They do two more. They're just a mess. They're terrible. Cash grabs. Everyone hates them. Time to put the thing to bed until they resurrect it with Creed. Now, Michael B. Jordan plays the son of Apollo Creed, Adonis Creed. Uh, he's the result of an affair that Apollo Creed had. And he's very comfortable, rich, got money, very comfortable, privileged, but he's a fighter. He goes, I know I'm a fighter. My father was a fighter. My mother doesn't want me to fight because what she saw, what my father was like in the end, he died in the ring. But this is my this is my bloodline. I got to fight. And he goes to Rocky. Rocky's got to train him, right? Rocky doesn't want to, Rocky's got to fight of his own, Dory. He's got, he's got to fight for life. He's got cancer. Okay. He's got cancer now. Oh. I can't train you. Oh, wow. I'm going to look after myself. Okay. He convinces him. He says, we've got to train. I'll help you beat this thing. You help, we'll beat this thing. And there's such great scenes. you got Rocky getting chemotherapy while Michael B. Jordan's doing push-ups in the room with him. Beautiful. Lovely. This arc. You've replaced my father. You've replaced my mentor, my idol. Fantastic stuff. Right? So that now kicks off the Creed series. There's now three. The third one starring Jonathan Majors, who, okay, a little bit of trouble this week. <laughs> Google Jonathan Majors. He's in a bit of trouble. He may get canceled. We don't know what's going on. Bit of a domestic. Oh, what did he do? Domestic violence. I don't even know who he is. Oh, Jonathan Majors. He's, oh. oh, he's the new guy. Oh, Jonathan Majors. But he's yeah, a bit of, yeah, cops arrested him. It's a thing, right? Stories he did, she okay. did, whatever. So he's a bit of caught in that. It's a bit ugly. But two great actors. And now there's a third Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed, let's go back to him, right? This whole thing challenged me to go. We all talk Rocky, but there's no Rocky without Apollo Creed because all the best Rocky stories revolve around Apollo Creed, as I've just showcased to you, Dory. Hmm. Right? And you've, you've made me want to watch the movies. I mean, I think I, at some point, probably watched a bit of Rocky one at some point in my life. And I'm quite a fan of boxing, so I don't know why I never got around to watching it. But you've made me interested. You've got to go check it out, Dory. It is so much fun. Apollo Creed has been voted as the third best fictional boxer of all time, obviously behind Rocky and Little Mac. Little Mac from the Nintendo game Knockout. Uh, <laughs> he's behind a video game character, number three, but he's also been voted as one of the greatest villains in movie history. Fantastic character. But he's a villain that you love, right? Exactly, because there's full redemption. And it's, yeah. it actually, it, watch it again, because just like we watched Cobra Kai and we looked at it from the point of view of Johnny Lawrence and mm. goes, oh, maybe Daniel was yeah. the guy who watched Rocky. Daniel was an ass. He, he was. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Right? Now you watch yeah. Rocky again, you go, oh, 
God, watch it. They're, Rocky and Apollo Creed, they're not separate. They are the same person. And, and that's why I'm so hmm. glad that there's this new generation watching Creed, which is now this legacy of a fantastic character with outstanding shorts. What do you think, Dory? Watch any of those Rockies, but only the ones linked to Apollo Creed. Okay. There, there you go. If you're going to start somewhere, <laughs> I'm going to say maybe Rocky Three because Mr. T's in it and Hulk Hogan's in it. You may want to go that way. Or simple, Rocky Four. You're going to see Apollo Creed die with the nipples, man. The nipples are... The nipples are something else. I think you're gonna. I think you got to go for three because there's that fantastic homoerotic scene on the beach. It's Mr. T. Hulk Hogan. I think that's good. Right. Okay. However, you like nipples. Um, in Creed Two, Dolph Lundgren's back because now Apollo Creed's son is now gonna fight Ivan Drago's son. Okay, but oh yeah, yeah. Very few nipples. Family feud. Continues. Family feud. Yeah, very few nipples from Dolph. Mm. Lots of nipples in Rocky Four. Fresh nipples. Those are his early twenties. You are obsessed with nipples, and it's not yes. even women's nipples. His nipples. Dolph Lundgren's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so butch. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> so that's Dory and I. It is the hmm. Creed series, Apollo Creed celebration. And Dory's a really good movie. Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Also him, huge nipples in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I d- didn't watch Star Wars. Obviously. Yeah, no, he had um, huge nipples. White noise, Dory's movie. Uh, get on Netflix. Uh, Rockies are all over the place. So you just go look, there's Rockies somewhere. Go watch Creed 3 in cinemas. Support our future sponsors, Stir Kennecore, who are going to have movie <laughs> evenings with us. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, they will. Damn it. They will. So, Dory, do you yes. like board games? Dory, should we have a song? Or should we talk board Let's games? Let's have a song. Let's have a song and then we talk board games. Welcome back to that 80s show, Board Game Time, Dory. <laughs> right. Not B O R E D. No, A R D. So, we love not only the board game, we love the movie Clue. And there's a documentary mm. out about the making of the movie Clue, right? Spoken about it. Oh, Tim, it looks good. Looks interesting. Um, so there is that out there, and obviously they talk about the ridiculousness of making a movie based off a board game, right? Yeah. Which well, I mean, lit- now they make movies and TV series of video games. What's the difference? Oh, well, listen, they also made. I mean, they made Battleships. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's a Dungeon and Dragons movie out. So yeah, I suppose not that. I'm ridiculous. sure there's a Snakes and Ladders movie somewhere in the universe. Oh my god, there has to be. I'm sure there's been a Monopoly. <laughs> anyway, um, but it took me down a bit of a rabbit hole this article, and I started finding board games, shameless cash board games, based on going the other way around, TV shows from the '80s, right? Okay. Uh, and I got oh got some fantastic ones, so you can click on all the links. I got them all there for you. But I'm going to talk them through to you. We're going to put all these up on that Asia SA Facebook page. Okay. A board game based on the TV show Elf. Elf, the cat eating alien, right? Yeah. A board show, a, a, a board game based on that. As players, you all play as Elf. Each player as Elf, and you've got to get through the house 
depending on, you know, how you roll the dice, move forward. Yeah. The one dice is Alf. The other dice is Mrs. Ochmonek, who was the neighbor. I couldn't remember her name, but that was the neighbor from Alf, who they kept Alf a secret. She suspected there was Alf. Um, oh, okay. Remember, but she couldn't catch him. She could never. She could never catch him. And Alf is now trying to get round the house to eat the cat. And the other dice is now her chasing him. And you've got to get through the whole house. Um, ideally, try eat a cat and not get caught by her because she's going to report you to the FBI. So that is the Alf game. My daughter was aghast I mean, the other day when I told her that Alf <laughs> ate cats. Like, yeah, I have to say I'm not happy about it. He never ate a cat on Earth. But his home planet, they ate cats. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's Alf. But now, was this was this board game successful? Was it a money spinner? Uh, no. Um, there are no sales figures attached to this. It is just from I the- mean- were there people who were big enough fans of the TV series that they were like, I have to have this game? Yes, I think so. I think there was that. Because remember, I don't know if it's like this these days. Because, But I, I don't think so because we never buy board games for nieces and nephews and that. We were always getting board games for Christmas and birthdays. Always. There were so many board games. Yeah. There were so many. There was like a thing of like, buy a kid a board game. Board game and mm. like a Beano compendium. Uh, oh, or, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Or an, an annual, an annual, right? Yes. It was those. So I imagine Christmas time, you release it around Christmas time, you're going to sell. It's like, because the, the grandparents True. and the aunts and uncles are going, oh, uh, this kid, like, kids watch Alf, I'll give them the game. So this is what I think this tied into. Okay. I'm asking because I have clicked on the following link and this just looks like a far superior product. Oh, so what do you have now? I have the A team game in front of me. Now. I mean, I'm buying that today. <laughs> you know what I mean? This really looks way better than the elf game. I'm sorry. It does. Now, the premise of this game is quite stupid. You play as B.A. Baracus. Now, obviously, they're going after Mr. T. Mr. T was the breakout star. Kids loved him. <laughs> there is a formula that gets stolen and this for a soft drink company, and the owner of the soft drink company hires the A-team to get the formula back and that's the premise of the game and you've now got to roll dice take cards avoid guards get to the end point do you do you have to get on a plane at any point oh that is interesting it specifically mm. says it's on an island so boat mm. yeah. but okay. that is good that is good i ain't going on no plane <laughs> okay, so that is the A-Team game. I'm buying that tomorrow. Uh, right. A board game based on the TV show Cheers. Cheers? I'm assuming it's a drinking game. It should have been, hey? You'd think that's <laughs> natural. No, um, it's basically a trivia game. So you roll dice, you land on a character, you pick a card, you have to answer a question based on that character. Um, and then there's a... This one looks very meh. Yeah. Very meh. There's a round called Normie mm -hmm. Olympics. Remember Norm? Um, and then you got to do yeah. flip-offs. There's a plastic stand. So this is a trivia thing. Um, should have been yeah. a You could buy it now and make it a drinking game. That's yeah. that's, that's what you could do. That's what you could do. A uh, big fan of this one because I had, I think I medically had to wear a chips helmet because I kept falling on my head. No, no joke. <laughs> I think I was advised by a doctor. At 80s doctors, what they did, they advised my mother to make me wear a chips helmet. 
And it had to specifically be a chips had, helmet. Yeah, don't no no bullshit chips. Poncherello, mm-hmm. right? I had to wear that. Poncherello. I did not have the so chips. So what is game. this? I'm trying to figure out what this game actually is, this chips game. So a player's turn begins with the roll of a dice. Whenever one of the dice shows mm-hmm. a car, the player may move the criminal car of any opponent. If both dice show numbers, okay. a player moves one's motorcycle. So you're basically the chips games. The object of the game is to capture four criminal cars in your color. So everyone plays, right. each one gets assigned a color, there's different criminal cars, and now you roll dice to now move forward or backwards to get the cars, you get the cars you win the game, right? Right. Okay, and, you know, anything that lets me tell the story about my chip's helmet, why not? Mm, exactly. At least we got to hear that. Less so the, this next game, because it looks very much like Monopoly. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i looking at it and going, yes. what, who? And yet I see characters and I'm like, I know who those characters are. Fun fact. You would think that yeah. Dynasty in Germany, I mean, what are they going to call it? Dynasty? I don't know. I, no I, didn't look, I did not look further into this, but I'm sure it stands that in Germany, Dynasty was called the Der Denver Clan. The Denver Clan. Der Denver Clan. Talking about band names. Because, yeah, I noticed, I mean, the first person I noticed on the board was Crystal Carrington. Yeah. And then, of course, Alexis. Alexa, Alexis, Alexis, Alexis Carrington. Yes. And then, of course, there's Blake. He's on there. I don't remember any of the others' names. No. <laughs> Who cares? These were, it's, everything was about these three. Um, it, looks very, it looks very Monopoly-like. It looks Monopoly-like. It does. Um, there is something called, uh, you land on a, a, a section called Bezihung, which that doesn't sound good. <laughs> 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 then, yeah, I don't know what that is. I'm trying to figure out the picture in the middle because it does not look like their home. No. It's, it's like some sort of government White House-ish, yeah. 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 But very it's, weird. This it's, one's very weird. It looks, I mean, dead dead Denver clan. I mean, that that's that's what I take out of this. Monopoly with dynasty characters. Um, listen, the next one is, I'm not going to focus on Numerous, you want to talk about cash grab, numerous, numerous, numerous masters of the universe games. So many of them. I mean. Which uh, I'm sure you already own. Yeah, I had, a, I had, there's one, yeah, I definitely had. There's a spinning card one. There's, uh, there's a pop-up one. I, like I had these. So <laughs> that, you want to talk cash grab, um, there's, yeah. prob- there's probably about 10 here. Uh, so that's, that's shameless. <sighs> Family Ties I'm, game. I'm click- on the next one. I'm clicking on it. A family ties game, family Dory. Ties. Yeah. You are one of the Keatons trying to surprise the rest of the family by having a family portrait taken. To do it, all, all you have to do is get all the family members together and have $100 in savings to pay the photographer. Obviously, that's Michael. Michael. This is a very yeah. specific story. Very line. specific. But getting everyone together <laughs> isn't easy. As soon as you talk to one family member or watch the... F- what? Oh, okay. I don't know. Now I'm getting very confused. Somehow, then there's Skippy, the neighbor who considers himself part of the family and wants to be in the portrait. How does this game work? There's don't blink cards. There's money. There's instructions. There's say cheese cards. You play as Stephen, Alex, Jennifer, just, Mallory. No, no, just no, no. This is no, cash grab. No. This is cash this grab. Is dumb. 
This is somebody came up with a stupid Dumb. game and they said, that game sucks. And they go, but I have the license <laughs> for family ties. Sold. <laughs> Let's make it work. A million boxes. <laughs> uh, a Mork and Mindy game. Yes, I'm looking at that one now. I'm trying to figure out what is the game. Meet Morkies from Orkies. Come to Earth to learn about our planet to win the hearts of Earthlings everywhere. He's brought along this crazy game that they play on his planet. And you've got to work people around and learn things associated to his planet. Uh, there's things called splinking, gibbling up. Uh, it looks very complicated. There, The board doesn't even yeah. go. There's different sides of a board. There is a spaceship thingy. Um, nah, no. This one's not grabbing my, yeah. my interest this either. Is not, this is not working. And then the final one is Murder, She Wrote. I'm, I'm going to guess you have to solve who's the murderer. Yep. One person gets chosen to be the murderer. Everyone else is a detective trying to determine which player is the murderer. <laughs> I mean, Oh, so one of the players is a one murderer. One of the players is the murderer. <clears throat> um, I like it. Mm, so it's what the, the uh, Among Us, the kids play Among Us these days. Um, yeah, so you basically get a set of clues, basically have to de deduce where people are to guess which person is the murderer. That sounds like fun because this, this, this one actually looks really good. Yeah. This one I would get. Yeah, that one looks the most fun. Um, yeah. Terrible. That one and the A team, even though the A team story is not great, just because the board is really cool. Yeah. One thing strikes me, right, is all of the other games in on the cover is a shot from obviously a promotional shot from the TV show, right, on the the box. Um, mm, mm. The murder she wrote one is drawn, <laughs> and Angela Lansbury yeah. is scary as hell <laughs> in this depiction. <laughs> um, so, Doesn't actually look like her. No, not at all. Not really. Not yeah. at all. So, of all the games, we're playing a murder she wrote board game. Yeah, That's I, the one. I could do that. I could do that. Um, yeah, so that has been that 80 show. That is board games. Uh, if you're a board game collector, go look at those board game geek. Uh, that's the website we pulled a lot of that from. Uh, I want to finish off by telling Dory, I don't know how you feel about mm -hmm. this, a musical, uh, the stock Aitken Waterman musical called I Should Be So Lucky. Well, I know Barrett would be very excited. Oh, I'm excited, Dory. So, you know, it's kind of like on the premise of Mamma Mia, there is a wedding that's about to happen and then there are second thoughts and it all plays out to the music of Stock is, 8 is this Waterman. Is a, a theater production or a movie? Theater production is going to be a movie. Oh. It's going to be okay. It's going to be a movie. Um, the first dates have been announced. It'll be starting in the UK in November. Uh, worldwide mm. domination, featuring songs by Kylie Minogue, Rick Astley, Banana Rama, Melon Kim, Jason Donovan, Sonia, and Dead or Alive. I am. Uh, I mean, going out of this. all of that, I love. I like. Mo I mean, it's just Jason Donovan. I have to struggle through. The rest are okay. You know, too many broken hearts are going to be in there. It's <laughs> going to be probably going to get Jason <laughs> Donovan to sing his parts. He's big on Broadway. Um, I should be so lucky. The stock Aitken Waterman uh, musical. I, I'm not hating on it, Dory. I'm not hating on it either, Paula, because, you know, Rick and all that. Yeah. Oh, Rick Astley's in there. Yeah. So we'll keep you updated yeah. on that. Um, they've been teasing this for a long time. I think it's been like a year already. They've kind of like been talking about it now. They've eventually 
announced dates. I just want to quickly say that on the show notes, you wrote S-A-W musical. And I was like, why are we talking about the movie Saw? It's not from the 80s. Ooh, how surprised were you by that? I was like, actually a bit disappointed that it wasn't Saw. <laughs> yeah, that actually would be better. It was a Saw musical. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> Interactive theater, all the, all the um, patrons have to escape by the end of it. Yes. That's good. That's interactive. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been that 80 show. Uh, everything we've spoken about today, that 80 show essay on Facebook. Everybody who's liking the page, liking our content, thank you. Please keep doing that. Uh, so many things we spoke about today, phenomenal movies, examination of Apollo Creed, board game <laughs> reviews, and it's only been an hour and it feels like three and I'm sure for you it feels like five Dory, what is your favorite thing you learned in today's show? Well, I didn't learn that you're obsessed with Dolph Lundgren's nipples. This is something I already knew. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I did learn about your your chips helmet. I did not know that story. So thank you for sharing. Prescription. I I had a word. 80s doctors. 80s doctors. (laughs) Thanks for joining me, Dory. Goodbye. Bye. 